Hello, and welcome to the River Audio Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We believe God has something unique to say to you, and our hope is that you feel His love stronger today than ever before. Enjoy the message. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Acts. In the sixth chapter, in the eighth verse, and we're not really going to preach a whole lot about the verse. I'm stealing a principle. I'm stealing a. I'm stealing a thought. Acts chapter six. I see a little, little piece of stand dog there on my iPad. Acts chapter six. In verse 8, he does Bible study with me every morning. So if you come to my house, he will be have his little beagle butt nestled there between me and the side of the chair and uh, mostly being a distraction. But If you're to the verse, say amen. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Let's read it again. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Pray with me. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this moment. And thank you for this word. I need your help completely in order to bring this word. And that's what I'm asking for. Father, fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit and take over. Do through me what only you can do. And Father, prepare every heart, every mind to hear, to receive, to mix it with faith that it would profit something. Father, help us that we leave every distraction at home right now. Help us in this time to set aside the bills and the busyness, the worries and the situation and the fight and whatever. Help us to set all of that aside and to just hear you like we learned last week, to just sit at the feet of Jesus and receive that good part that won't be taken away from us. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. I'm going to read it one more time. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Stephen was an ordinary human being, just like you are an ordinary human being, just like Peter, just like Matthew, just like John, just like James, just like Elijah, just like Abraham. All of these that we read in the Bible, ordinary, ordinary human beings, 
from a variety of backgrounds. And God chose them, and then God worked mightily through them. And God wants to work mightily in and through you. You can be used of God. It's not just possible. It's not just probable. It is a fact. It is absolute. It is definite. God wants to work through you, and you can operate in the power of God. You can live a life where you are working with God and God working through you to absolutely see the impossible. God wants to work through you. You are not waiting on God. God is waiting on you. God is waiting on you to work through you and to accomplish his will and his purpose. Over 90% of what God does, he does through people. Almost everything that God does, he does through a human being. You know, the, the enemy tries to work that way. The devil does most of what he does through people. The devil will whisper an idea to somebody, and then they act on the idea, and then they invite you to go along. Come on. Well, God is whispering into your ear and into your heart. God is giving you his ideas, and he is inviting you to take part, and you act on it, and you take everybody with you. God wants to work through you. Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. How did Stephen do great wonders? By being full of faith and power. He did these great wonders and he did these great miracles, not because he was anything special, but because he placed faith in someone who was very special. You know, whenever, whenever we talk about our faith in God, people give the person the praise. They say, oh, they have such great faith. Oh, my grandma has such great faith. And they're complimenting, trying to compliment grandma. Listen, if, if I have a sickness, if I have an impossible medical situation, and if I find a doctor that can uh, help that situation, doctor that can get me through that situation, can fix that situation, and I go to that doctor, and the doctor figures it out, the doctor treats me, and the doctor fixes me. And then I go to you, and I say, hey, Dr. So-and-so over here was the only one that could figure it out. And he did. Dr. So-and-so was the only one that could treat it. And he did. Dr. So-and-so is the only one that could fix me. And he did. You don't say, oh, you have such great faith in doctors. 
You don't compliment my faith in the doctor. You compliment the doctor that got the thing done because I put my faith in him. Can I tell you that when we have great faith in God, the compliment is not to us. The compliment is to the God that we have faith in because he's the only one that can diagnose it. He's the only one can treat it. He's the only one can fix it. Stephen did great wonders and miracles because he was full of faith in God. He had decided to trust God, to lean on Jesus. To depend on Jesus, Stephen, full of faith and power, he did great wonders and miracles. I like to read it like that. When Stephen was full of faith and power, he did great miracles, great wonders. The book of Acts, the book of Acts. Anybody ever read any of the book of Acts? The book of Acts, it is a book full of of the acts that happened at that time. We have shortened the name. It's really not the book of Acts. We say turn to Acts, the book of Acts, you know, Acts 2.38. It's really correctly titled the book of the Acts of the Apostles. It's not the book of Acts. It's the book of the Acts that happened. It's the book of the Acts of the Apostles. That's the name of the book, the Acts of the Apostles. If, if it was not compiled, along with the other uh, 65 books, making 66 books in our Bible, if it was just a book on a shelf at the library, it would sound different. You'd go and say, hey, do you have the book that covers the Acts of the Apostles? I want to read that book that tells all the different acts that the apostles performed when they put great faith in God and had his power. When you open up the book of Acts, you're opening up the book of the Acts of the Apostles. You're reading what they did when they placed faith in Jesus and carried his power. If you want to know all of those different acts of God that were worked through the apostle, this is the book that records them, the book of the Acts of the Apostles. It is not the book of the sitting around of the apostles. It is not the book of the twiddling of the apostles' thumbs. It is not the book of the apostles' wish list. It's not the book of the apostles' hopes and dreams or the apostles' desires. It is their acts. The book of the Acts of the Apostles. I bet you'll read it different now, just that you know the name, the Acts of the Apostles. It could just as easily be called the Book of Action. The Book of Action. The book starts with the coming of the Holy Spirit. Jesus had told them, he said, the Holy Spirit is with you, but he's going to be in you. Jesus told them, it is necessary for you that I leave. You think it's better if I stay, but it isn't. He says, it is 
necessary that I go. It's expedient for you that I go away. He said, but if I go away, I won't leave you comfortless. He said, I will pray the Father, and the Father will send back the Holy Spirit in my name, and you will be endued with power. Power will come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, into the uttermost parts of the earth. And then on that great day, the day of Pentecost, 50 days after Passover, they are all gathered in one place, in one accord, for about two weeks in the upper room, praying and fasting and seeking God. And then when the day of Pentecost is fully come, and they are at the temple, all of a sudden there was about the sound of a rushing mighty wind. It sounded like a freight train was about to crash through the building, but they didn't know what a freight train was. And suddenly, cloven tongues of fire, flames appeared over the heads of all that were present, about 120 of them, and suddenly they became filled with this Holy Spirit that had been at work all around them. Now he was indwelling them, and they were full of power. They started talking in languages they didn't know. They had more faith than they had ever had. They began to prophesy things about God, declare his mighty works, miracles began happening because they were full of the Holy Ghost and all of the action came. All of a sudden, they begin to perform mighty acts, these apostles recorded in this book. Action. When you get full of the Holy Spirit, action ensues. When you become filled with the Spirit, you begin to act. You begin to move. You begin to work. You begin to do all kinds of things you didn't do before, things that were not in you to do, things that you didn't have the ability to do. When the Holy Spirit is at work in someone, they perform mighty acts. There is no sitting still for someone who's full of the Holy Spirit. We can't stand for something not to be happening. It's got to be action. There's got to be something going on. I cannot just sit by idly and wait that maybe God would do something. I have to find his power. I have to find it, and I have to jump in and see the movement of God in people's lives and in the church and what's going on around me. Somebody say action. The word is shut up like fire in our bones, and we got to get it out. We got to get it out. I can't sit still. I can't stop. I can't shut up. The word of God is like a fire consuming the inside of me, and I have to open my mouth and declare Jesus. I have to declare healing. I have to declare miracle working power. I have to declare faith. I have to declare the blood. I have to declare the Holy Ghost. I have to declare victory to your life. I have to tell you that you can know a change, that you don't have to leave here the same way you came in. This is not just another patty cake, nice church service. No, you're having an encounter with God. You come in here one way, we pray and lift up the name of Jesus, and you leave completely changed. Action. Man, if you want an ab workout, just get to doing Holy Ghost preaching. Whew. The word is shut up like fire. 
I got to get it out. I've got to get it out. Daniel 11 and 32. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. And he's talking about a particular thing. You can go back and read uh, the whole thing if you want to. But I want to focus on this switch from the wicked to the righteous. It's the last half of the verse. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Your Bible says that the people that know God are strong, not weak, not grumbling, not worried, not complaining, not saying, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Your Bible says those that know God are strong and they do exploits. They do exploits. We go out and accomplish the impossible when we know him. There are a lot of people who have accepted him, but I don't know if they know him. There are a lot of people who have received salvation, but they haven't gotten to know him. Listen, it's not enough just to have him living down in my spirit somewhere. I want to be around him in my soul. I want to spend time with him. I want to have relationship with him. I want to get to know Jesus. Paul said, oh, to know him and the power of his resurrection. I want to know him. I want to walk in that resurrection power. I don't simply want to be saved. I want to be doing something. I want to be moving. I want miracles to flow through my hands. I want healing to come through my voice. I want to speak life into the dead. So I got to know him. You want to do these things? Get to know him. Get to know him and you won't be able to stop it. All you've got to do is get to know him. When Stephen was full of faith and power, he did great wonders and miracles among the people. The book of Acts is what the apostles did. But what are we doing? Our life should look like the book of the Acts of the Apostles. As New Testament believers, our life should look like the disciples. They looked like they did because they walked with him. And if we walk with him, we'll walk like they did. Is this stirring anybody today? When you die, there should be a recording called the Acts of Nick Kreitz and the Acts of Stacy Goforth and the, the Acts of Gina. I'd read that book. I can only imagine what Doug's doing in the lobby right now watching this on the screen. He could probably tell us a few of the Acts of Gina. It ought to be that when we leave this earth that we have left something and people can say, man, I, I saw God move. 
I want it to be that to be around me is to be around Jesus. The book of the Acts of your name. Jesus said in John 14 and 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. Jesus didn't say when I leave, the action will stop. Rather, he said when I leave, the action will start. Jesus said, so far it's been through me and a couple people right around me. But when I leave, I'm sending back the Holy Ghost. And it's going to be through all them that believe. It's going to be through all that put faith in me. It's going to be through all that spend time with me and get to know me. Mark 16 and 17. These signs will follow believers. Are we? These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. You're sitting in a place this morning that believes in casting out devils. I believe in casting out devils. I was somewhere the other day, and I was talking with a gentleman, and uh, we were looking at a particular tragedy that just happened in our area, and I, I was looking at the picture of this person that was involved, and I said, I believe they're demon-possessed. He said, I don't know. He said, uh, he said I, I believe in demons. He said, because I believe in God and angels, so then I'd believe in demons. He said, but I don't know if a, if a person can actually be demon-possessed, a person that God created. I said, the Bible says so. He went, oh, oh, the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L. The Bible says that Mary Magdalene had seven devils. The Bible, the heartbroken father came to Jesus and said, my son has been vexed by a demon since birth, which throws him oft times into the water and into the fire. We go to the demoniac at Gadara who lived amongst the tombs, cutting himself because of the torture, and he could not be bound with chains and fetters because the supernatural strength would come upon him, and he would break those, and inside of him was a legion of demons. If you don't believe people can be demon-possessed, you don't believe the Bible. Because the Bible said so. I can't just pick out the nice stuff. I can't just pick out the nice stuff. But here's the good news. People can be, they can be demon-possessed, but here's the good news. I can cast them out. In my name, they will cast out devils. How many of you believers have cast out some devils in your life? This is, this is a regular part of the Christian life. They shall speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. This is not talking about snake handling. At a Kentucky church at the foot of the Appalachian Mountains. When they bring out say, man, he's really moving. I think it's time to bring out the baskets. 
Well, there's a great documentary, I think it's on Amazon, called The Holy Ghost People, if I got the right one. It's that one or another one. I watch all these. And it's a snake handling church that still exists. It still exists. And uh, the guy that pastors it, his dad had been the pastor for years and years and years. And they handle rattlesnakes, rattlesnakes and copperheads and uh, all this. When the, when the service really gets lit, you know, they, they, they bring the baskets out. Like, you know how it felt when we were singing, you know, your goodness is running after, running after me? About that time, it'd be perfect for the snakes to come out. It's funny in 2022 how many times when people find out we're Pentecostal. Oh, sorry, by the way. If it, oh, God, did I wander into one of those? <laughs> when people, they say, it, they, they handle snakes. Yeah, that's what every Pentecostal church does in St. Francis County is we handle rattlesnakes. <laughs> So they would handle these rattlesnakes. We've lost summer for the rest of the service. Anyway, his dad got bit by a rattlesnake and died. So what did he do? He became the pastor. <laughs> and they keep handling the snakes. Wouldn't it be the time to say, hey, maybe we should rethink this a little bit, you know? This is not about that. This is not about a dare test. This is what uh, truth or dare. This is not about. This is not about a challenge. You really fool the Holy Ghost? Pick up rattlesnake. I, <laughs> I triple dog dare you. <laughs> Went right past the double dog dare. Come on, somebody. It's this, I'm making it a Christmas message. So. This is not about that. This deals with our power over demon spirits. Now, I will tell you this. The apostle Paul reached into a woodpile once, and a pit viper did like, he didn't go looking to handle snakes. This snake that bit him, he should have been dead within about 60 seconds. And the tribe on this island knew that. They had been chastising him, and then he got bit by a snake, and he just shook it off and kept picking up firewood, and they freaked. They stood there and waited. And then when he didn't die, they wanted to know about his God. Come on, somebody. They shall take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. Not we go looking. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Man, I'm ready to see. I'm ready. Ooh. I am. I'm so ready to see more than I've seen a lot, but I'm ready to see a lot more than I've ever seen. Lights, camera, action. Come on. Jesus supplied the light. Where is the action? Stephen, full of faith and power, did great demonstrations, wonders, and miracles. Jesus is the light. Where is the action? Where are the faith acts? Because faith always acts. Faith always acts. This message is about all these different faith acts, but it's, it's a play on words. Because faith acts. Grab your neighbor and tell him faith acts. 
Stephen, full of faith and power, he did great wonders and miracles among the people. When he was full of faith and power, he did something. When you're full of faith, you do. You can't not do and claim to be full of faith. If you have faith, you do. You do. Faith always produces works. There is always evidence. There is always evidence. When you have faith and power, you do something. He did great wonders and miracles. How? Because it wasn't him. It's when he yielded faith in God and God did wonders in him. Somebody say, in him. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. In us. And they went forth, Mark 16 and 20, they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Now catch this. Stephen, full of faith, did wonders. The apostles preached the word and God confirmed it. Here we find the apostles preaching the word and then the Lord worked with them and confirmed it. The Lord did not confirm anything before they gave something to confirm. It's when he preached the word that the Lord started confirming the word. The Lord doesn't need to do anything if you're not doing anything. Now, here comes the crux of this whole message. Are you ready? This is it. This is the, this is the line. This is the one. This will hopefully change our theology. Every promise of God to the believer is contingent on you doing something. We just gonna sit here and wait for God to move. I'll just sit here and believe the money will show up. I'll just sit here and believe it'll all work out. Maybe I'll complain a little. Maybe in my spare time, I'll call and gossip a little bit about somebody in the church I don't like. Other than that, I'm just going to sit here, but I'm full of faith. I believe Jesus. Every promise of God to the believer is contingent on you doing something. When you take, we know we talk a lot here about the fact that, tr that faith means trust. Right? Faith is trust. But how do you trust something? How do you trust something? You, you step out on it. There's an action that comes with trust. Trust is not just a silent sitting. In trust, we do something because we trust. When you take what you believe, what do you believe about Jesus? What do you believe about what he did? 
What do you believe about the promises in the word? What do you believe about how he paid for it? What do you believe about what he died for? What do you believe about who you are in Christ? What do you believe about the fact that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? What do you think about greater works will you do? What do you think about in my name you will cast out devils? What do you think? When you take what you believe and you act on it, that's called faith. When he says... Bring the first fruits of all your income to me, and your storehouses will be full. You don't wait until your storehouses are full to bring God the first fruits. You say, No, the tithe is holy unto the Lord. I give it when it doesn't look like it can work, and my giving it makes it work. Faith is the evidence of those things not seen. Not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, which that word hope, it's not a weak word hope. It is an expectation. It's what I'm so sure God will do that I step out on it before I see him do it. That's hope. Hope is not sitting and waiting that things will just somehow work out. Hope is trust and faith, and it is action. When you take what you believe and act on it, that is called faith. Some of y'all think you have faith, but you haven't been doing anything. And all you have are file cabinet beliefs that if somebody says, what do you believe? You say, oh, uh, right here. That's what the preacher said. I believe it. That was good, wasn't it? I didn't even know I could do that. And so you have all these mental beliefs, weak belief, human fleshly belief. That's just, what do you believe? Well, I got to believe something. Uh, That one sounds good. I believe that. You're talking about you have faith? No, you just got some head belief. You picked something that sounds nice. You never put it to the chest. You don't have any faith. Or rather, you're not using faith. He's given to each man the measure of faith. But you're not walking in any faith. You're not growing in faith. You don't have any but the part you got for free because you never put it in anything. When you take what you believe and act on it, that is called faith. When we step out on what God said is true, that releases his power to do the thing that he said. Are you hearing me this morning? Oh, I feel this thing this morning. I got to say that whole thing again. When you take what you believe and act on it, that is called faith. When we step out on what God said is true, it releases his power to do the thing that he said. You want me to say it again? My God. When we step out on what God said is true, it releases his power to do the thing he said. He doesn't release it before we step out on it. He doesn't release it before we step out on it. I'll give you an example. A chair, Daniel, give me the, oh, well, here, I got a stool. I'll just use it. Here's my chair. 
I'm going to call it a chair because I think the preaching point sounds better if I don't say stool. Here's my chair. A chair does not hold me until I sit on it. Man, I'm glad this didn't break today. <laughs> A chair does not hold me while I'm not sitting on it, no matter what I believe. You believe that chair can hold you? Yeah. You really believe it? Yeah. Me believing a chair can hold me doesn't make a chair hold me. No matter what I believe about the chair, the chair is not holding me until I sit on it. Tell your neighbor, sit on it. Come on. <laughs> Gina, that is not the first time you've said that. I saw your face. <laughs> When, when I place my weight on the chair's ability, I find it holding me. What you believe about God does not mean God is doing that for you. Until you sit down on what he said he would do for you. You did not buy something from God with faith. You just decided to sit on the chair that he already put there when he died on the cross and said it's finished. This is how, when I say faith taps into the miraculous, this is how. Because nothing miraculous is happening until you sit down on it. This is belief. I believe in this stool. I see it used every single week. But this is not faith. My belief in this stool is not faith in the stool. I believe in the stool, but I'm not putting faith in it right now. This is belief. This is faith. Belief, faith. Belief, faith. My strength, his strength. My own works and power, his works and rest on that. Rest on that. How about you rest on that? How about that? How about, how about you cash me outside? How about that? Then we'll talk about putting our faith. I kind of like sit, sitting here. I don't have to do anything when I sit here. It's a mercy seat. I just... When you take what you believe and act on it, that's called faith. When you step out on what God says is true, it releases his power. This was not feeling my weight a moment ago. Nothing was being released from this, this, this chair. It was 
It was potential energy. It was not kinetic. Potential miracles, kinetic miracles. Is this helping anybody? I should have called this sit on it. A chair is not holding me until I'm sitting on it. When I place my weight on the chair's ability, I find it holding me. You say you believe God, but his promise cannot hold your weight if you're not putting weight on it. This chair cannot hold me until I sit on it. Oh, don't say God can't do something. Oh, no, 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 I'm not talking about ability. That stool has all of its ability right now. I'm not questioning its, its ability. I'm saying without my cooperation, it's, imp it's impossible for the chair to do its job. The chair cannot use its ability until I sit on it. Faith acts. Faith does something. And every promise of God is contingent on you doing something. Let's look at a few verses. If you believe and confess, you shall be saved. Some people think everybody's saved, but the Bible says you got to do something. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Acknowledge it. You shall be saved. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. If you say to this mountain, be thou removed, it will be removed and cast into the sea. He told the, the, the leper, he said, go and wash and you will be healed. Cast your bread on the water and it will return in, it will return to you. Step into the Jordan and the waters will part. The prophet said, oh, you're starving to death? Take your little bit of meal and make me a cake first. You make me a little cake first, then you will eat forever. Stretch your hand out and it will be made whole. Moses, throw down the rod. Give and it shall be given unto you. A miracle always requires a movement. What in the world? makes you think you're going to get anything from God. Sitting around on your hands feeling sorry for yourself. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. Peter and John at the gate called beautiful. The man's been standing there begging every day. And he looked up expecting to receive alms from them. And they said, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And then they didn't fold their arms and wait. No, he was so sure. He went ahead, be careful, Jeremy. He went ahead and reached down and yanked the guy to his feet. And the Bible says, not on the prayer, not on the declaration, but when Peter pulled him, strength came into his ankle bones 
and he left there leaping and dancing and praising God. A miracle requires a movement. Hallelujah. Well, I believe it. Do you? Believing is inside. Faith moves. Faith is the thing that acts on what you believe. Faith does what belief only claims. Hebrews 11.6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith acts. Faith is action. Faith does something. God, I want greater faith. God, draw me closer to you. God, grow me. God, take me further. Take me deeper. Take me higher. You are not going any further in your faith until you start using the faith you have right now. You will not go further in faith until you use the faith that you have right now. Romans 1 and 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Who are the just? The justified. The just as if it hasn't happened. He washed you. He cleansed you. He made you whole. He saved you. You're born again. You're righteous. Behold, old things are passed away, and you are made brand new. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. How will the justified live? By faith. How do we live by faith? From faith to faith. From faith to faith. Listen to the Amplified. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed in a way that awakens more faith. As it is written and forever remains written, the just and upright shall live by faith. The Bible says, to every man's been given a measure of faith. You have been given enough trust to sit down. But the Bible says, when you choose to use that, and you say, oh, it worked, it held me, that it awakens more faith. Faith is not always absolutely certain of what will happen. Faith just acts on what God said. Maybe I've never sat on the chair. I believe it'll hold me. I'm going to go ahead and act in faith. Huh. It held me. I wonder what else God can do. I wonder what... It, wait a minute. By God, he did save me. He did, for, he did forgive me. I am forgiven. My guilt is gone. I'm unashamed. 
My sins are as far as the east from the west. I am I'm seated in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. He became sin that I could become the righteousness of God. Man, this makes me not want to sit down. This makes me want to get up and do. I wonder what else I can try out. I wonder if he can hold me over here in my finances. I wonder if he can hold me over here in my bills. I wonder if he can hold me over here in my health. I wonder if he can hold me in my marriage, in my parenting, in this ministry. I wonder if I could get up and talk in front of somebody. I wonder, and I'm walking by faith. Each step by faith, the just will live by faith, from faith to faith. Give God a crazy praise. Faith. I put a little bit of faith in him. I put a little bit of faith in him. Stand up if you regularly attend the river. Now, if you're a kid, sit down for a minute. Grown-ups that regularly attend the river, keep standing. I wonder if there is a, a regular river attender grown-up that is humble enough right now to say, I've been going through a financial struggle. You're a regular river attender. Regular river attender. Now, I wonder if anybody has a bill that's pressing. You say, I don't even know how I'm going to pay this bill. Of that group that just raised their hand. Anybody? There'd be even, even one? Here. I don't know how much is here. It's everything I put in my pocket. And I normally, I don't use cash. I hate to give up cash. I can't stand to give up cash. All my cash goes in a box. Yesterday, I actually opened the box and took some out in case, but didn't plan on using it. So now there's more money than I wanted in my pocket. And then the Lord told me to give it. And so there it goes. <laughs> but I'm going to keep my credit cards. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know if I want to know how much is there or not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Faith. Faith acts. Faith acts. Faith does something. It does something. My little keyboard came up. It's, mo it's messing with me. I can't see. Hallelujah. Lord, how do I get rid of this so I can see my notes? Oh, like this. Hold on a second. Man, do you feel God stirring you this morning? There is just, I don't know, there's just something from the beginning of service. From the beginning of service, it's just like he's, it's just like he's here. It's just like he's here. Okay, I'm back on track now. From faith to faith. From faith to faith. 
We act on faith, and it arouses to more faith. It arouses to more faith. It's springing from faith. And we find out, we say, oh, God cares about that. Maybe he cares about this. Start where you're at. Start where you're at. You want God to do something through you? Start. Step out. Do something. Do something. You're asking God to use you, but you haven't been doing anything he tells you to do now. God, I want to do something great. God says, you won't even do something little. You say, God, I want you to send me to Africa. God says, I haven't even been able to get you to talk to your neighbor. If you're scared of your stanky, hateful neighbor, you don't want to deal with international airports. You got to start. You have to start. I know preachers, preachers that want preaching opportunities. Oh, I want to preach. I want to preach. But they're not preaching to anybody around them right now. You don't really want to share the gospel. You just want to stand behind a pulpit and publish a busy schedule. You're not looking to spread his name. You're looking to spread yours. If you have a desire to minister, start ministering. It's got nothing to do with a church house. It's got nothing to do with clout and position and status. If you have a burden for people, walk down the street and find somebody that doesn't know Jesus and love them enough to spread the gospel to one. If you can't talk to one, you don't get to talk to anybody. You believe God wants you to preach, start telling people about Jesus. Teach them the gospel. Nine-year-old Gabe's doing it. You say you want to do something big, but... You won't even do something little. You say you want to win the community, but you won't talk to the people he lays on your heart in the gas station. They are the community. You claim to have faith. Well, faith acts. Get full of the Bible. Get full of the word. Find out what God says his will is. Pray that he'll open your eyes to what his spirit is already doing around you every day and jump in. And jump in. Start acting on faith. Moving in faith. Living by faith. Somebody jump up to your feet right now and scream, Faith acts! Now give God a crazy praise for 15 seconds. Singers, musicians, would you come? Put your hands together. Open your mouth and shout.
Now listen, I want to pray for some people. I want, while your faith is stirred right now, I want to join my faith with yours. I want to join my faith with yours. We're going to meet in the middle and get you a breakthrough. We are going to meet in the middle and break some chains. We are going to meet in the middle and we are going to blow down Jericho's walls. We are, come on, listen. We're talking about taking a step of faith. I wonder if you have enough faith in God for your situation to take a step out of your seat and run down here and stand across the front of this room when I get to three. Thanks again for listening to the River Audio Podcast. We hope that these weekly sermons are an encouragement to your life. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at theriverworshipcenter.org and on Facebook and Instagram at The River.